You're listening to the Building Happiness Podcast with Garup Masing. Hello and welcome back to the Building Happiness Podcast. Now today I'm joined with... Sarah. Now, Sarah, before we begin, would you be able to give the audience a little bit of information about you? Uh, what do you mean? So like, just like what course you're doing, where you're from, those kind of things. Okay, okay. So I was born in Hungary, Budapest. And my parents raised me in Hungary and in Germany, mm -hmm. which kind of um, exposed me to to other countries at a at an, at an early stage of my life. How old were you? Uh, fourteen. I oh, think okay. my brother was eleven, so it wasn't even bigger jump for him. Oh, okay. But um, it kind of prepared me pretty early on on what's going to come after 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 college after high school mm -hmm. so it was pretty easy i would say um to adapt to to living alone in the uk yeah. and i think it is mostly because of this jump that we already made when okay okay so you're in loughborough now obviously and um what are you studying i am studying international business okay um, um do you enjoy international business I do. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose international business then? Um, when I was when I was a child, I spent a lot of time performing in theatres in Hungary, and we had day long day long practices for our performances in the evening. Mm -hmm. And whenever we had breaks, we had like an hour or two hour long break. And my dad, uh, my dad's office was about a five minute walk away from the theatre where I was performing. Uh -huh. So I always visited my dad in these breaks and he works uh, as a human resources manager oh, at okay. PricewaterhouseCoopers and um, whenever I spent time there I kept asking him about what he does, how he works with his team. Hmm. Somehow the whole environment really fascinated me because it wasn't like what I imagined an office environment to be. Oh, okay, what was different about it? Um, it was it was an open space op yeah open plan office oh, okay okay yeah yeah okay. um so everyone was like kind of in the same room mm. and there even and my dad was leading this group of 20 30 40 people i can't really remember and he didn't have his he had his own office but he never worked in there he was always out with right. his, with his people and they were always brainstorming and and coming up with ideas together and somehow I always had my little desk somewhere near there <laughs> for when mm -hmm. I spent time there and I just really enjoyed this kind of, kind of environment. environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's after that I started talking to my dad about what he does and um and just got interested from that. Yeah, it just inspired me. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. You touched on your dad being a, a leader. Right. Would you say that you've learned any good leadership skills from him? <laughs> <laughs> I I think I do, yes. Um, like what? <laughs> Can you give me an example of what your dad does well? Like you look down and you're like, yeah, no, that, I, almost, I respect that and I want to be like that. What is it that he does? He has always put his, I would say, employees. Mm -hmm. um, his team's needs above. His team's. Mm -hmm. His team's needs above his own. So he always stayed, or most of the time, he stayed longer than the other team members mm. um, because when something 
didn't go right during the day. He tried to fix it in the evening and he wasn't trying to blame it on other employers, mm. uh, on other of uh, his, of his members. members. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. Just it's sorry. fine. Um, so, so, this... Um, so you've seen this and you're like, oh, this is what a leader is. This is what. So even from a young age, you had a good role model of what good leadership is. So you've yes. always had that in your kind of mind. So I, I'm, I'm still learning, though. I yeah, still ask I'm, him. Everyone's about, still learning. I'm sure yeah. your dad's still learning as yes, well. Yes, yes. He's yeah. learning <laughs> from what we do here as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah, we talk about... He's really excited about the whole course, about about projects we do here in Actors. Mm. And um, whenever we, we talk about it, he learns from what i do here we, oh, because really? it's more modern than what he went yeah, through. yeah that's true that's true um no yeah. that's really good <laughs> but um just in terms of being a leader right so obviously this is a building happiness podcast and we've got to kind of relate it back and you said a leader is someone that sticks to the work they were the one who kind of drives it even if things go wrong they shouldn't blame other people and do that right and they're the ones who are doing the majority of the work too right now yeah <laughs> if you're a leader right how important do you think it is to be passionate about what you're doing because if you're going to be doing the extra time the extra hours how is there anything that you can think of that yeah i'm passionate about this and i can give an example of this yes so, so i think your question had multiple layers, layers. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i think it is um, important to be passionate about what you do what, what, whether you're a leader or not because mm-hmm. you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life so you should or or even if not you shouldn't spend a day what, doing something that you're not passionate about it's a waste mm. of time um, yeah, yeah sorry go on, keep, <laughs> keep going sorry okay, okay. Um, so I think passion is really important it's also passion is infectious when, Definitely. whenever you're passionate about something other people notice that and especially if you have a group of team that you're working with that um, you need to motivate passion is a way to motivate others I think 100% um, yeah, so what I'm personally mm-hmm. passionate about is I like engaging with other people I like inspiring other people and um Sometimes it's hard to put myself out there. I still struggle with that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. It makes me feel happy to... To challenge yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Work on myself and and try to show others that if you work hard, it, it will happen. Yeah, it, will, it will pay off. I agree. Um, I agree. Okay, so now, would you consider yourself a happy person overall? Yes, definitely. And what do you think kind of brings the happiness into your life? Is it something internal? Is it external? Is it a mix of both? What makes you happy? It is a a mix of both. Partly it's the people around me, the people who I spend most of my time with, um... Would you say it's the kind of would you say that there's anything internal that you've kind of built within yourself to make sure that you're happy so it's resilience and expectations of life things along those lines where you've thought okay if i want to be happy in my day-to-day life i've got to make sure that i'm i have a certain level of expectations for life and people mm-hmm. so 
It's all right. Um, it's all right. Take your time. So there's, so I would say that there's kind of intentional and unintentional happiness, right? Okay. It comes down to it. So intentional is when you understand, okay, yeah, I've been sad here, I've been sad there, I don't like this, I don't like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you actively make a change, mm-hmm. right? And you consciously put an effort in towards changing something mm-hmm. so that you can be happier. Okay. Or on the other side, there's unintentional, where you've lived your life, you're pretty calm with it, you're happy with what you've got, you're happy with where you've been, and you're just taking it as it comes, and you're you're more on the kind of laid back route but it's, okay. it's you're still happy nonetheless yeah which okay. one would you kind of put yourself that on uh i would say i have to work on being happy so it's more of an intentional happiness right. for me because um i was kind of raised to be a perfectionist which has put a lot of pressure on me during during my childhood mm-hmm. and i realized in recent years that this is not the way i want to live my life so i started to actively try to reduce sources of pressure um in my life how did you go about doing that um it is more of an internal process because even though i take i do take on a lot of tasks which do cause stress bring pressure yeah yeah, on a daily basis but i enjoy that kind of stress i enjoy Mm doing a lot of things yeah yeah no me too <laughs> it's good it, it's good but um it's just sorry, sorry go on. Yeah. No, no, go on. no it's just um how i deal with internal sources of stress like my own expectations and my own um my own expectations and oh my god what was it <laughs> I'm not sure but I was going to say so you said it's quite an internal process of yes so would you say that, w- that internal process consists of you reflecting evaluating and setting your goals exactly so yeah because I think that's a, a really kind of I think that's something that everyone almost unconsciously does mm-hmm. like everyone thinks like let's say if you put your hand in fire your brain goes I don't like that you put your hand away from it <laughs> and then no, no, it's, a, it's an unconscious thing and any kind of animal would do the exact same Mm -hmm. as it's a it's in your brain it's not a it's not almost conscious thought process it's something that you do very naturally it's something that it's a learning pattern for your brain Mm -hmm. and i guess that's exactly what we do anyways in our day-to-day lives but i think there's a distinction between living in the kind of the the natural processes of your brain and developing and thinking okay from if I step back and look at my life and understand things from a deeper point of view, where's the happiness coming from? What can I do? What are the steps I need to take? Mm-hmm. So often that's when sacrifice comes into play. Okay. Right. So for example, if let's say you're studying now, right? You might not enjoy studying, but from, if you look back, you can think, okay, yeah, I need to study because after, at the end of it, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to be happy, right? I'm going to, it's going to be comfortable. It's a long-term thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It's not the short-term thing of, I don't like this, I'm not happy, I'm going to do this instead. So I think a lot of people are kind of in that circle Mm -hmm. of I'm just doing this because it's quick and this is what I feel like doing. And they think that's going to bring them happiness. Whereas I think we're both on the page of we understand long-term happiness. If we want to be deeply happy and fulfilled, you can't play that short circuit game. Exactly. Although 
Um, <laughs> although I have to say that uh, sometimes it is hard to like always be building up to happiness that might come later in your life mm. and mm. No, making too many sacrifices now because I think you should also enjoy what you're doing now and not just think of the long-term benefits yeah 100%. Uh, but i but i but i completely agree with you you have to think long term if you want to yeah no so that actually links in perfectly with what you said at the start about passion and you're saying it's important that you you're passionate about what you do and shouldn't spend a day on something that you're not passionate about yeah. right and often people can get tangled in like let's say you're at uni right you might not be passionate about the exact course that you're doing mm-hmm. or the lectures or the lecturers yeah. and these little things but you've got to ask yourself the, on the bigger scale are you passionate about providing for your family are you passionate about creating a good future yeah. and that's where the passion i think really comes from so what would you say that you're passionate about what would you say that kind of like has that spark in your soul <laughs> that we talked about <laughs> before um, <laughs> um. So, just to, um, it's a deep question, it's difficult to think about, is, okay, it is. Like, if you're going to wake up and money wasn't an object, there was not, there's no kind of things holding you back, you can do whatever you want, what is it mm. that you want to go and do? I, you, you touched on networking and meeting new people, say? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I kind of lost track of the question. <laughs> right, is okay. it okay? The question is, what are you passionate about? Like my long term. Passionate goal. about, passionate, like really, passionate. like passion, passionate about. So when you talk about it, yeah. you you can see, oh my god, this person really cares about this. They're excited about this. You spend time trying to work on it. Like, is there anything that you find that is passionate that you have passion for? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you passionate about something, so I'm pretty sure there is. I know it's just hard to like <laughs> think you know, of it on the spot. Yeah, when it's not like it comes to you spontaneously. I mm. mean, obviously unconsciously you work on it every day, but just yeah. to define this one thing that you're working yeah, no, towards. No, no, it's, it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a few things. So, like you said, are you passionate about meeting new people and like exploring different like kind of like, not cultures, but like learning about different kind of people's walks of life and things like that. <laughs> oh, I completely. My mind just shut down. <laughs> no, um, it's alright. It's alright. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um. Oh God. Uh, I'm sorry. I just. No, can't no, no, no. It's, it's fine. Honestly. No, no. It's a, it's a deep question. And it requires a lot of thought. It's not something that you can just kind of come up with like that. I know. I know. But I know. The thing is. I probably had a conception of this when I started, when I came to uni, but mm. then you kind of get caught up in working on it and then sometimes you lose sight of what you're actually working on. Oh, no, 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 that's a good <laughs> point. Towards. Um, so, yeah, no, that's an interesting point as well because a lot of people think, oh, if I have a passion for something, then I've got to have this passion and this is a passion that I'm going to have through the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a passion for something and then a couple of years later you try it out you get to the point that you want to get to yeah. and you're like mm, no i don't actually care yeah. about it as much as i thought they did yeah. or it's not the same feeling that i expected so people's passions do change and i think that there's mm-hmm. there's almost a thought 
process of a lot of people that oh if you're passionate about one thing you have to be passionate about it for the rest of your life like there's things that i was passionate about as a kid but i know for a fact that i'm not passionate about anymore yeah you know what i mean so it's yeah. it is important that you kind of take a step back and reevaluate about what you actually enjoy where you think your life is headed and what you want to do with yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what you think what do you think is going to bring you the most happiness but most um the thing is <laughs> it might i consider it to be a bit shallow but what i'm working on right now is to be successful and to have enough resources to provide for myself and for my family later so um, why do you think that's shallow because i don't th- i don't believe that money or fame or anything like that can actually lead to happiness if you don't have anyone to share it with if you're lonely if you're if you have destroyed your mental health in the process mm. and you just can't even be happy about it anymore then it doesn't it won't give it's you not going to mean anything yeah no. yeah money so y- itself doesn't give you happiness exactly and we've seen this in millions of times that like celebrities people get rich and like exactly. you know you see all the problems that they have and it's because it cannot buy you happiness happiness is something that is exclusive from these things mm-hmm. i agree the value of money is still important the understanding that these things can help with your bigger goals with the different things mm-hmm. providing for your family taking care of yourself like if i i mean we're pretty lucky in england because we get free healthcare. but let's say if i had a problem i needed a surgery something like that then if i had money then at least i could rest easy and be like oh well i can pay for that if something happens to my family if there's anything that goes on that requires money because pretty much everything does if it's travel transport whatever it is exactly. there's always kind of money being used and if you don't have that it makes hard it makes life harder to live so i completely understand the okay. the process of getting money and i myself also too want to get to a position where i'm comfortable with money too yeah but i also understand that obviously this is not happiness mm-hmm. i'm happy now with my life i was happy like five years ago and I- i'm not rich i don't have a lot of money so, <laughs> so i understand that yeah okay even though i don't have money right now i can still be happy yeah and th- what you said about before about being passionate about what you do is i'm happy every day of my life not and it's not attached to a bigger goal of achieving of getting a certain amount of money would you say there's another thing yes yes (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what we're trying to get to yes exactly so the thing is i don't know where i'm gonna be in five years exactly i don't Mm. know where i'm gonna be in 10 years in what country in what um cycle of my life i'll be honest right whether you're not you're gonna be alive even because who knows exactly exactly and um try to be as spontaneous as i can mm. and um and and enjoy what i'm doing at the moment still keeping the long term the goal. long-term goal so the, that's the important thing though it's long-term for success mm-hmm. but the happiness is here today do you know exactly. what i mean like that's yes <laughs> i completely agree with that so what advice would you give to people who let's say have got it in the heads that oh no i need to be successful and then i'll be happy if you you can always find something new even if you get successful you'll be like oh i should first get kids and then i'll be happy mm-hmm. okay i should move to this country then i'll be happy you can always find something else that you don't have it's a it's a human trait to find something that you don't have and tie your happiness to mm. it that if i have this i'm going to be happy and a lot of people do this okay. and i think 
it's important to just let that look you can still have those goals those expect those expectations but don't try to make your happiness depend on it so find happiness in in everyday uh in everyday in simple everyday things um instead of in these external things external yeah no bigger goals. i 100 percent agree so i'm i'm I think we're both pretty kind of ambitious people. We've got a lot that we want to do in our lives. We've got a lot we want mm-hmm. to accomplish, but the end goal isn't there. So you said you you touched on being happy in today yeah. and being happy with what you have. So yeah. obviously, I'm guessing that you're happy with what you have today and you're happy with where I you am. are, I right? Am. Where do you think that happiness in itself comes from? Would you say it's something that comes from gratitude? Was it something that you self-respect? Is it something specific that you could pin it on, or is this uh, amalgamation of quite a few different things um i think okay uh (laughs) do you want us to repeat the question yes right so you said you want to be you're happy on a day-to-day basis right where do you think that happiness comes from? Is it gratitude? Or do you appreciate what you have and the people that are around you regularly mm-hmm. and that's why you can wake up every day even when things are difficult and be happy? Okay. Do you think it's self-respect where you can look at yourself and be like, look, I know things are difficult, but I'm doing a good job. I'm still working on myself. I'm doing the best I can. And that's why I'm still happy. Even though the situation isn't what I want, I'm still happy because of the respect that I have for myself because I'm doing mm-hmm. what I believe is right. Is it amalgamation of both? Is it something else completely? I think... It is mostly gratitude. Yeah. So I try to... I have a little journal at home. Oh, and really? whenever I get the time, I try to sit down and list... Set myself to uh, a goal to list three things each day, even though I don't do this each day. Sometimes I forget about it. Mm. And it's sad to... Because, but you can't get caught up in other things. And yeah, it yeah. Should be, busy lives. <laughs> yeah. It should be important to set aside a few minutes to do this every day I think because when I do it it really helps me to write a list of three things that make me happy that day let it be talking to a friend of mine who lives far away who lives in Hungary one mm-hmm. of my best friends um, or just sitting down in the favourite corner of my room sipping tea listening to TED Talks <laughs> or having good music on. Yeah, yeah. No. Things like this. Just little things that you can be grateful for because... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. So, okay. So, th- my question is, you have good in your life, so you've got things to be grateful for, mm-hmm. right? But when the bad starts to outweigh the good, right, how would you say that you you stay resilient in what you're doing and you stay grateful? Uh, I don't, always. Um, <laughs> Honest answer, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, but I, I am a pretty anxious person, and whenever things go wrong, my first reaction is overreacting. Really? Um, yeah, I need a couple of minutes to calm my mind, and I try to actively force myself to not think of all the stuff that br- spirals mm. brings me into spiraling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you overthink. Yeah exactly um uh so whenever that hits <laughs> i try to i try to think of the things that i've achieved so far 
in in similar situations where yeah. I thought, oh my god, this is gonna be impossible. I'm not gonna be able to do this, and I did it. And um, and that kind of kind of brings me the motivation to just push through these bad times because they will come and go again. And I know that if I've already done it once, I can do it again. Mm-hmm. And and there is nothing really that you can't. Bad. I yeah. can't mess it up that much. Yeah, it's just even if I if I give it one hundred percent, then you know that nothing like you can't change anything about it you're never going to look back and regret anything because you're like exactly. i gave it 100 exactly. but you, you talked about something really interesting there so those of you who might know david goggins right he's someone who um he was a navy seal he went through hell weeks which is like a really really brutal kind of training thing mm-hmm. for navy seals and um what he did what he talks about when he did 100 mile runs right is that the fact that people often forget how strong they are mm-hmm. how 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 much power they have inside of them the limits that they actually have and the limits that they set themselves in their mind and it's about co- constantly reminding yourself of he calls it the cookie jar and he's like whenever <laughs> he's, I mean, he's insanely tough and i don't know why he calls it the cookie jar but he does right and he talks about okay so he thinks back to a time where um he's done something really difficult and he pulls out and he's just like okay oh you were bullied as a kid and you got through that you lost like 200 pounds away you did this you did that right and it's like all those things again again reminding yourself is what kind of turns you into someone that you think you can be Mm -hmm. and puts yourself in that situation but one thing that i was going to say one question that i had is that you said that um as soon as that hits you have like a minute or two of kind of like oh i need to calm myself down i need to relax right would you say that because you're aware of that now are you actively trying to change it yes yes so are you putting yourself in situations where you feel uncomfortable so you can learn to deal and manage that stress better yes can you give me an example of that definitely uh speaking in front of other people really yeah i feel comfortable within a small smaller group or a smaller group that i know Mm -hmm. um but once it's like a whole crowd with people with strangers who I don't know if they're gonna judge me or not it I found it pretty difficult for a long time but then I started accepting the fact that not everyone is gonna like you you can't make everyone like you so you might as well just do your thing and um and not think about it and this is what the thing is, I love speaking in front of people. Really? Yes, I kind of. See, the first time we met, we thrill. we did um we had to speak in front of the kind of whole an actors team when we did our presentation. Yes. Literally the very first time. Yes. And I'm pretty sure we were both pretty nervous about yes. it. Yes. Yes. It still makes me very nervous. Yeah. I no. love it, but it also scares me a lot. Um, yeah. Which is why, but I I enjoy the challenge of working mm. on it and. I enjoy putting myself in that situa- situation over and over again yeah. to see if it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I would say from my own kind of personal experience is that you don't stop getting nervous, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so far, I haven't did loads and loads of public speaking, right? Mm-hmm. But I've did a fair share. I've did assemblies in front of um, hundreds of kids at a time. So I've, I've spoken to, like, like, in a week, I spoke to 1,600 like, students or something like that. And it was like, every day you're speaking again and again and again and every single time i got on the stage every single the night before it the morning 
the nerves were there and even after that even after i spoke to so many people right i came back to enactus and there was a presentation that i had to do and i was getting so nervous again for that that was in front of like 20 30 people and i still felt so nervous about that so i don't know whether or not it's with time you can conquer your nerves and you won't feel nervous Mm -hmm. or with time you'll get used to your nerves and you'll understand that they're there and you'll accept that they're there but you'll still go out and you'll do what you want I think it's more of the you get used to it. Do you think? Well. So so do you mean that the nerves will go away and you won't feel nervous about it anymore? Because logically, oh, no, 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 no. I think you will, but it won't bother you as much anymore. More. Yeah, yeah, it's it, you you you'll be just like okay, yeah, I'm nervous, but I can cope with it. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I think I think you might be a little bit quiet. Oh, okay. I. No, no, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um. What was I going to say? So you're talking about um, how you get used to it in terms of nerves. Uh, yes. You may be going to give us an example of something that you've been kind of nervous of or something that you found. Oh, right. Sorry, I just realised that they hit the 30 minute mark. The camera's just switched off. Oh. But. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll be back in a second. Keep that question in your mind. Okay, I will. Of, um, <laughs> has there ever been a time where you felt nervous? Okay. And how did you kind of repeatedly put yourself in a difficult situation to Mm -hmm. overcome that? Okay. Right, we'll see you in part two. Part two. (laughs) Hello, we were back. So, Sarah, have you thought of an answer to the question? I did, yes. (laughs) I have. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have. So... As I said, I'm very aware of it when people are paying attention to what I say or what I do, especially with public speaking, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's also, um, it's a bit scary for me to put my ideas forward. So, for example, before I came to uni, I always kept my ideas rather to myself. And it was just a lot to to organize all that in my mind and keep that all in yeah yeah but especially after joining enactus um they were all encouraging us to to put our ideas forward yeah. which is in the beginning i felt very uncomfortable about telling telling ishika or peter hmm. am i allowed to Mention yeah, I, I mean, no, I know, it'll I'm be fine gonna, with it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention it. Okay. <laughs> you just did, but okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna. Yeah, no, it's not getting bleeped. <laughs> okay. No, it'll be fine with it. It'll be fine. Okay. Um. So, in the beginning, I found it very daunting. Daunting, to tell about my idea of a of a fashion business of a sustainable fashion business mm. that would encourage i had this idea of combining fashion and sustainability with leadership and then encouraging girls to to become more more engaged in these roles and in the beginning i was like well this is just something i thought up in my mind and I don't yeah, know if no. people will appreciate it. And then after I told it, they were like, oh my God, yes, we love the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, okay, so maybe if you put out your put idea. your ideas more out there, 
it would still be appreciated. Not everyone's going to appreciate it, yeah. but it's fine. No, I do think it's really important that people kind of get over the fear of judgment of others and like, because in in a way, just even expressing your ideas is an expression of yourself. You're mm-hmm. saying people, you're telling people what you think, what you feel, like. Even if you're just saying, oh, this is a business idea, like it's an expression of who you are in yeah. that way because it's original to you, you've thought of it, you feel passionate about it, and that's why you're talking about it. Exactly. So it is important to get over that fear of judgment. The other thing that I wanted to mention, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> um, that's nice. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, okay, so my question was going to be. You said it was good because they um, they gave you positive feedback on it and they would seem happy and passionate about it, right? What would your reaction have been, honestly, right? What would your reaction have been if they were quite negative towards it and they thought, mm, I don't think that's a good idea or they said there might be similar things out there or, the, or if they were kind of pessimistic towards your idea? How would, how would that make you feel and how would you deal with that? Um, the thing is... I am learning to be better at it, but I'm pretty bad with rejection. Mm. So, so it kind of shies me in. Does that make sense? It makes me more shy. It makes me more <laughs> shy. <laughs> um, it makes me more shy and... It's been... I don't know. It's been like this since I was a child, but I didn't realise that this is... This way, I am limiting myself a lot in doing what I'm passionate about because there are always going to be people who who don't approve of your idea because I don't approve every idea of any of everyone else yeah so um so why should they but there are enough people who will believe in you and other than that I think I'm still working on this but I think that you can't really achieve anything if you don't believe in your idea so you have to be your number one fan your number hey, one supporter 100%, because agree. you are th- other people m- might come and go you're always going to be there for yourself and mm. if you don't believe it then how can you expect anyone else how can you expect anyone else to believe in it so yeah i'm not there yet but i'm working on it because so i've realized that it is really important how would you say that you're working on it um that i try to i try to talk more to many t- um about no no this is not how i do it um no no, no that's, that's good. <laughs> um i i no, do you want me to go through how I do it and then you can maybe okay. I don't know okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so the way that because I used to kind of really think about it and especially when it's people that you care about and they've been they're putting your idea down and they're mm-hmm. saying no don't do this don't do that it's not good right the way that I would kind of put it down is like you said it's, you're the constant person in your life you're the one who's going to be there mm-hmm. all the time and if you decide that I'm not going to do something because of someone else they don't have to deal with the consequences you do yeah. so if you don't do something that you're passionate about in the end that's going to hurt you it's not going to hurt them because they don't care right it's not their life and reminding myself 
that my opinion of my life is much more important than other people's opinion mm. is what kind of just rem- just keeps me going in that tense of even if someone disapproves of what I'm doing like I, I'm doing loads of different stuff now like and I'd, looking back on it I'm going to be like I didn't like that I didn't like that I shouldn't have done that right but I'm not going to know until I try and do it so like mm. I'm doing I'm doing an engineering podcast I'm doing a building happiness podcast and I'm doing a, a podcast on Sikhism Sikhi right I don't know which one I'm going to like the most. I don't know which one I'm going to enjoy the most. I don't know which one's going to be the best in terms of impact, right? But, and I know that people are going to look at them and go like, I don't like this bit. I don't like that. I don't like this about that. And it's like, I know that people aren't going to like everything that I do. So I'm just going to do as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And then you can just take the bits that you want if you want <laughs> to like me. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's just like, get it out of your head that people are going to like you and get in your head that, you've got to do what you care about and what makes you passionate because if you don't then that's it's going to cause you a lot more problems in the future because you're mm-hmm. going to be living a life based off other people's judgment and you can never be happy with that and they won't be happy with that as well because if you if they care about you then they want what's best for you right and if they want what's best for you then you can't tell them what to do you've got to just support them in what they do so mm-hmm. like i could say this you i could be like Yo, I know you really like your sustainable fashion business, but I think you need to do a water bottle company or something like that, right? Yeah. And if I and if I push you down that route, right, and I say, no, no, this is what's best for you, this is what's best for you, this is what you've got to try and do, and you then go and do that, right? And 10 years down the line, you're like, but I was never passionate about this in the first place. You're done. You've wasted 10 years of your life. I've messed up for you because I've given you the wrong advice and told you not to follow what you're passionate about. And it, both of us aren't going to be happy with that. That's true. So it's about reminding yourself that I've got to do what I'm passionate about and I've got to think about what do I want at the end of the day for me. And it's not, it can't be kind of, like even when it's family, even when people care about you, you've got to be able to tell them no as well. And often mm-hmm. people struggle with that. That's a really good thought process to go <laughs> through. It really is. Uh, I think I try to imagine the worst case scenario that can happen if I make this move mm-hmm. and if I don't make this move. And then evaluate what's worse. And normally, nothing can go as wrong as if I... If, so, even if I do it, the worst case scenario is still better than if I don't do it and regret it for the rest mm, of my life. Regret something that nobody wants in their life. No, I'm, I am afraid of regret. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hate regret. It's it's not a good feeling. It's not a good place to be. In. Yeah, and this yeah. is why this is. I think this is if I decide to do something. This is what pushes me. That regret. What if you don't do it? If you do it, you won't. Yeah, no. you'll have something. Even if it goes wrong, you it's have an experience. experience. You'll learn exactly. it's something else. And new mistakes. Like I mistakes literally. Good. <laughs> exactly. I think this period from like from sixteen years old to twenty seven, twenty eight. Right. All I'm doing now is just trying new things. And failing and learning from them. From mm. 27, when I get different responsibilities, like if I ha- have a family or whatever, and I have to have a job, I've got to provide, blah, blah, blah. Then then I'm stuck. That's when I'm stuck. Right now, I've got so much free time and space to make my life however I want to do it. And even if I fail, and at 27 years old, I have no money. Because I've tried so much, I'll have enough experiences to be to be more knowledgeable and more aware than other people. So exactly. then from then I'll progress more anyways because I've got the experiences. Exactly. But the thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that you said 
you think about the worst case scenario for both situations yeah. and you let that drive your decision yeah right i would argue that instead of looking at the worst case scenario for both should you not be looking at the best case scenario for both and just going for which one you would think you'd enjoy more <laughs> that's an interesting proposition <laughs> um yeah it, it would it could be i've never tried it so, mm. I mean, um, obviously, you do have to consider the worst case scenarios for both situations because mm-hmm. you got to think, okay, mm-hmm. like realistically, if worst comes to worst, what happens? But yeah. in my mind, I often don't think about what worst comes to worst. Worst comes to worst, there is often nothing there because, like, th- the majority of decisions that we make in our life isn't life and death, right? It's more money, less money, more experience, less experience, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, the worst case scenario is. I'll be where I am today, but with a little bit more experience. Or I'll lose a little bit of money or something along those lines. But it's never the end of the world. So I think, well, every single thing that I do in my life is going to have drawbacks. Everything that I do is going to have things that are bad. So why don't I flip that and think, okay, I want the best. What am I going to gain right? from this? Yeah, so what is, what is the biggest gain that I can get from this? What is the biggest gain that I can get from this? Mm-hmm. What is the best case scenario for each different situation? Mm-hmm. Has that just went off again? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, let me just give it a quick check. It's not been half an hour. Yeah, no, I don't know. Mm. Hard fault. But okay, we've still got that one running. Okay. So we should be good. Okay. Let me just double check to make sure it is uh, running. How much is the year long membership here? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so one turned off, one is full. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting juicy. It's getting juicy. I was really getting into it. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Right, okay, this ah. audio is still recording. What, what is still recording? The audio is still recording. So oh, okay. So I'm just going to um, pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So now we are actually recording. Let me give it a little... Ooh, that was a bit loud. Sorry. If it hits anyone's ears, even though it's going to get cut out. Just getting in the mood of talking again, and now we're feeling a little bit more comfortable. Now I'm just going to continue talking about... Sorry. Sorry the camera's cut out there for a second. But we were just talking about how we want... How instead of looking at the worst case scenarios, we can instead go for the best case scenarios. And, yeah, that was the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) I got... Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? Do you think that's something that you maybe you try? I think, for me, when I make decisions, one thing that I try to keep in mind is the fact that I shouldn't overthink decisions and the fact that, like, you've got to pick one at some point. Yeah. Don't waste too much time thinking about it. Yeah. You're not going to know the outcome for either. Even if you think you know the outcome for both, you don't because mm-hmm. life, is, life is changing all the time. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. If you literally... Like, I remember when I was younger, I watched a, an advert and it was like, if you take the stairs or the elevator, that's like life and death. And I was just like, that's such a dumb ad. Oh my God, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I was like, it's like, it's it's a small decision and you have no idea where they're going to lead you in life. Like exactly. you've got no clue. So to think that, oh yeah, if I go to uni, I'm definitely going to get a degree and I'm definitely going to get a really good job. And it's like, yeah, most times that's what's going to happen and you can make the best educated guess right that's fine 
but let's say something happens something comes up you get sick a family member gets sick like you've got to then maybe change something about that you got to maybe move uni change degree mm. you don't know what's going to happen and life you have no idea what's going to happen in the future you can make assumptions but overall we've got no idea yeah so also okay. in today's world you don't even need a good education to become successful later oh no there are people not. who who it, it's just it, it's about what you do and Exactly. Kind of fast, you, know, you don't always need an education. 100%. And I think the the most important thing for anyone who wants to become successful is literally the win- willingness blah, 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 the willingness to learn. Because if you literally just go on Google, I don't care what it is that you want to know, right? There's someone who's done something similar or has research in that area. Mm-hmm. So for like the kind of personal development, happiness stuff that I, I do, right? you just google it and there's like a million different people there's so many different people doing similar things there's so many different resources that you can get for free right and that's the thing if you want to know more about it you can learn and you can figure things out and you'll find a way to do it but you've got to have that initial i want to do this you've got to have that passion for it and when you've got that passion then things come from that exactly also the thing is it is the thrill about not knowing what the outcome will mm. be that kind of it makes keeps it exciting, life interesting. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> like, if you know the outcome for everything, that's a pretty boring life. I have no yeah. idea where I'm going to be in 10 years. Yeah. No clue, but I'm excited to see where my life takes us, even if it's not exactly what I want or even if it's not necessarily good. Mm-hmm. It's a journey, do you know what I mean? It's, it is. This is what life is doing. And I believe, personally, that we're very lucky to be alive, right? So even if things don't go our way, then you still got to be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think we're lucky to be alive? Do you think that life isn't something that you should like be really grateful for? Do you think it's just life is just life? It happens, and mm-hmm. or what do you think? Um, so a couple of months ago, I stumbled upon a fact. It was something published by scientists that the chances of you being alive is one to four hundred trillion. Yeah, <laughs> which means. <laughs> It's almost impossible. And what's almost impossible is kind of a miracle, isn't it? Yeah. So if you think about it, just you being here It's is like a, a miracle walking miracle, itself. walking, talking miracle, exactly, right? Exactly, like, exactly. And if you think about it that way, how can you not have a positive outlook on life? Yeah, even <laughs> if it's not a fully positive outlook on life, if, you're, if the chances of you being alive is one in 400 trillion, right? You've got to think, okay, well, mate, I've got one life, right? This, I've got one life. The chances of me being alive are so slim, but I'm alive right now. So am I going to sit here and learn my French vocabulary words? Or am I going to do something that I care about? And it's like, yeah. I always choose something that I care about more because at the end of the day, you're, you're going to die at some point as well and you have no idea when you're going to die. You're so lucky to be alive. And if you're going to waste time doing things that you don't care about, trying to impress other people being scared of failing those things in the end you're going to look back and you're going to regret even if you don't even look back right i'm telling you if you want a happy and deeply fulfilled life you've got to understand how lucky you are on this planet right 100 exactly. 400 trillion 400 exactly. trillion yeah, it's it insane i'm going to try and type it up on the um thing here as well so you've got a, a rough idea of how many zeros that actually is but 400 <laughs> trillion, trillion right and then not only just to be alive, right? But you put on top of that the fact that we're alive now, 
Like mm. now is the prime time of humanity. I mean, it, in a hundred years, it might be even better. In a thousand years, it might be even better. It might be worse, okay. right? But right now, right, we're living in a pretty good time, right? Yeah. The technology that we have, the opportunities that we have, the knowledge that's being shared for free, for free. Like before, it would be like you have to be this race, you have to have this amount of wealth, you have to be born in this family to even do any of these things. Now, none of that exists. Now it's whatever the hell people want whatever the hell you want you've got so much freedom and opportunity you've got technology you can fly to a different country like you can just fly to a different i don't like it here i'm going to a different country you can be so open with your choices right and people are so upset you understand i, I literally i get so passionate about this because when people are like oh no my life sucks i'm just like you shouldn't even have a life you don't even understand you shouldn't even be alive but you are so be happy man honestly exactly uh, exactly <laughs> oh god uh, so what in your life do you think okay i've got one life is there anything anything particular that stands out is it a general thing at all that you think okay i have one life what is it, the general kind of main goal for me in this life to to see as much as I can, um, because so in terms of experience. Yes, experience to other countries, other cultures, to kind of find out what my my potential is. To push myself when I do sports, I like to push myself a lot. When I learn something, I like to push myself because I want to know how much I can cope with. I think yeah. this is why I enjoy doing multiple things at once because it's like, really testing you really pushing you it is it is um because there are so many things we don't know and i'm okay with not knowing everything you're not gonna yeah know everything. yeah it's impossible yeah, <laughs> yeah the more what is that quote the more you know oh my god the more you don't know how much you know the, more, I, well, the gist yeah, of the quote is that? um the more that you f- know the more that you find out, you don't know general, anything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so you're not going to know everything. Yeah. But I just think... What else do you want to do if not gain experiences and experience as much as you can? So yeah, yeah, In I the end, you can't take money with you to the grave. You can take the experiences that you may. So this is why I think just see as ma- as much of the world as you can i completely agree in terms of experience as much as you can reach your full potential but the only thing that i would add on to that is make sure that you're happy yes because <laughs> you, you can push yourself loads and you can reach like your fullest potential and like let's say i become a full-time podcaster i could become the best podcaster in the world right but if i don't like what i'm doing yeah. right, and i could travel all around the world yeah. but if i don't like it if i'm not happy then it's all, uh, to me it's all pointless so it all yeah. comes down to that experience as much as you can right you want to there's, there's so much that you can do in the world why not find out what is out there so then you can think about what do i really like what was interesting what and it's always interesting to learn right obviously i said being happy right you've got to be happy mm-hmm. um remind me again what was the other thing you mentioned about full, reaching your full, full potential sorry yes you all I I struggle to look myself in the eye when I waste time in a day and I can I can be like look you didn't do anything today and there was no reason for you not to do anything like if there's a reason to you if something comes up or something blah 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 mm-hmm. right if I just sit there and do nothing I'm just like this is a day of your life that you've wasted for no reason at all 
and you're not gaining anything from this at all. And I've, I, I'll be honest, right? I can't remember the last time I've done that because I make it such an important thing in my day to remind myself of how lucky I am. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not gonna get this day back again. Like, I just want, <laughs> like, I want to be happy. I want to experience as much as I can. I want to reach my potential, and I can't do that by doing nothing. So it's important for me to always try to think of how can I enjoy myself? How can I be happy? What's going to really make this day worth mm-hmm. it? But but even if you have a day like that where you feel like I wasted this day, you can't beat yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's no change in the past. And Tomorrow is going to be another day <laughs> where exactly. you can do better. Exactly. So. But I do want to clarify the yeah. difference between resting and taking a break and wasting the day. Mm-hmm. Because there's a big difference and people think, oh, I'm not doing anything, I didn't do anything that day. And that means it's a waste of a day. That doesn't mean it's a waste of a day. Yeah. It mean it could mean that you were overwhelmed, you had a lot going on and you needed to step back from it. And taking care of your own mental health is not something that you need to like think, oh, I can't afford Regret. to do this. It, yeah. is, it is the number one priority because your mental yeah. health is even more important than your physical health. Exactly. Right. Is there anything? Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with you because... A lot of people I know, even even some of my yeah, a lot of people I know um, struggle with taking time for themselves because there is this idea. I don't know. It's it's a general idea in society that the more you work, the better you are. But mm. it's not about quantity; it's about quality. Yeah. And if you don't give yourself, your mind, the time to de-stress or to unwind. You you can do as much work as you want, but uh, there is a point. There is a breaking point. Hmm. Um, there is a breaking point for everyone, and nobody wants to reach that breaking point. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, I, I'm not even sure. I I had pretty bad. I have bad days as well, hmm. but I'm not sure I reached <coughs> that. Um, that level. That level. Yeah. Um. I think it's a really bad place to be in and uh it's, it's it's really important especially nowadays to take care of your mental health and just evaluate what's going on in your life and take the time that you you need as a person yeah you need to understand what am I doing why am yeah. I doing it and that will you'll thank yourself in the long run for yeah. it now, the positive thing about today's world is as you said that you have all these opportunities all this knowledge mm. all this technology it's like a million things going on at the same time but it is also a pressure i think that um that you always have some you can always find something to do yeah. you have always multiple things that you could be doing that you think you should be doing and then finding um the balance. Fi- yeah na- yeah finding the balance and navigating your way through all of these things yeah no it it's a very intense um, kind of compact world that we live in. There's always something that we're doing. We're always competing with someone else as well. And there's always there's always a lot of kind of external things. But it's important that you you take a step back and you remind yourself that happiness is something that comes from an internal place. And every time you think of something externally and you're like, that that external thing is going to make me happy. It's not. And you need it. You it need can to be taken yourself. away any time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Just like this life can be taken away any time. Exactly. So just to finish off right is there any kind of key message that you want to get across to the viewers today um i think this is kind of related to the last point we've been talking about but 
you don't have to do everything even if you feel like um as we said you should experience as much as you can or you should be doing as much as you can you don't have to do everything because you're you're gonna you're gonna break yeah, and um out. you should always um evaluate if the things you're doing are working towards your goal or are things that align with your with your values with your mentality and this can help you i think in spending your time more effectively definitely 100% agree it's a really powerful thing and even if nobody listens to the even if they take nothing from the entire podcast even if you just really kind of listen to that over and over again and understand what it means i think that's a really kind of powerful message but yeah it's been great having you here sarah and that's Thank the end of the episode <laughs> no no honestly it's been a pleasure <laughs> but um that is it for the podcast episode thank you everyone for listening thank you and i'll see you next time that's really good <laughs> Thank you.